when I switched it on this morning, it was at... Uh... <laughs> switched it on. <laughs> you joker, you. Shit, can you add reverbs? Because then we could just make the switch noise. Hi, Dean. Konnichiwa, Karusan. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Right, that's enough of that. Yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> this is week 12 of Codename Chicken. My throat really hurts because of a Skrillex impression I just did. Um, <clears throat> God damn it. That sucks. Um, yeah, week 12 of Codename <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing really, really good. Um, your end of the country hasn't quite gone to shit because of the snow yet. No, we got like a very tiny layer of snow that melted by the time everyone started driving. So no one really cares about it. Fantastic. My end of the country is fucked. Yeah, you got a lot of snow. Oh, that sounded like a something popping. Yep. I'm, I'm getting in on it early this time. I just I want it. Go for it. What is it? Well, I went looking through my fridge. Because I didn't, I was like, oh shit, I got no beer for the podcast. I must have something. And in the back of my fridge, I found a trusty hobgoblin. Um, oh. So, yeah, rocking a hobgoblin, pouring it into a pint glass. Can't go wrong with hobgoblin, really. No. It's a nice drop. No. Uh, so, I suppose I better. What do they say about it? Traditionally crafted legendary ruby beer. Huh, legendary. Legendary. 5.2%. Oh, I've got a new bottle opener. Oh. I've got it for Christmas. It's uh, Millennium Falcon, and you kind of like slide it round, and a bottle opener bit comes out. Are you shitting me? Because I'm currently holding a Millennium Falcon bottle opener. Is it from Marks and Spencers? No, no. My mum, every year, she does me like a Christmas stocking. Oh, yeah. And uh, normally there's like, like chocolate coins in it and a scratch card and uh, usually like a keychain of some sort. And a bottle opener, but this time it's a keychain slash bottle opener. And when I pulled it out and opened it, she had this mortified look on her face because she immediately noticed that it was a knockoff. <laughs> like, that it's not really Star Wars. But it's maybe the best knockoff in existence. Because in, like, the Star Wars font, it says Starcraft, The Protoss Awakens. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I really like Starcraft. <laughs> and it's like a gold like Protoss stylized Millennium Falcon. It's really cool. And I tried to explain all that to her and it went straight over her head and she was like, oh, I'll get you a new one. It's like, no, mum, it's great. I love it. I really want to keep it. It's so good. We're going to have to get a picture of that in the show notes. Yeah, I've still got the packaging too. <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me. I remember it now. Anyway, mine's just a traditional Millennium Falcon made in China. And you twist it? You're right. Oh, you're right, Lucasfilm. Yeah, you kind of like twist it round. So the bottle open bit is hidden behind the Falcon and then it kind of comes out and then it says, join the resistance. I will. Um, really should say, like, join Alcoholics Anonymous. But who knows? Anyway. I wonder if we could get sponsored by AA. That took a while to open. Hmm. Right. Um, this week... You're going to be a little bit jealous. I know exactly what you're drinking, you fuck knuckle. I was going to drink it last night, but then um, 
my wife put something really bad on telly and I couldn't justify drinking so it or you've, something bad on you've telly. got the proper glass I've got the proper glass make sure you I've pour it out slowly and give it the attention it needs and let it settle for a little bit first slowly and gently so it's Rochefort 10 it's pouring now so this is my first ever time trying it I've tried 6 and 8 yep, so 8 was my favourite out of the two Six was really good. They kind of go up in like an ascending kind of um, density. (laughs) Like six is kind of on like a normal ale standard. Eight gets a bit thicker. Ten famously is like drinking a tree. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've poured it. I wait for it to settle, and I'll take a little sip. Yeah, it's a little bit like a Guinness. You let it um, let it form itself. You know. I'm. I'm confident that this is going to be the, the sort of joint favourite going forward into 2017 it's definitely my favourite yeah I'll we'll have to try and look for some craft beer places in Japan well on the spreadsheet of stuff to do that I started that you suggested that I do and that you promptly ignored when I did it um, <laughs> I did put there's like a, a sake plaza that you can go to with like all the sake crafters and uh, all different kinds of like all different flavors and brews or is it brews or ferments? One of the two. It's fermented, isn't it? Fermented rice. It's disgusting. I don't like sake. I like it. Yeah, I can drink it if I need to. It's one of those things that you don't go out to drink. Like you have it with something and then you're done. Like I don't think it's. It's not <laughs> like a. It's not like a beer. It's like a. Uh, it's like a one-time shot for me, maybe. I don't know. But it's, you know, it's pleasant, I think. Yeah, in Japan, it's more like a little drink. and You uh, you order it warm as well sometimes, and that's a bit strange. I like think a... how it's supposed to be, apparently. Mm. It's uh, like a sherry. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that makes more sense. Mm. Uh, I tried it warm, and it, the warm is nicer because it takes a bit of the bitterness or acidity out of it but i don't really know if i drunk a good one or a bad one it was in this uh ninja themed cafe so i'm assuming they don't serve the best no but sake I, there. <laughs> I you can probably get the best at sake plaza though and if you're not into it i'll just do it on one of those days when you're at your conference and i'll go and oh. wank oh. on sake oh i can give it a go i don't mind <sighs> he's messaging me now oh i the better question is why haven't you put your phone on silent my housemate has challenged me to a game of something. I don't know what it is. Um, so uh, we're on a bit of a tangent there. Week 12 of Codename Chicken. It's all good this week. I think we're primarily talking about Nintendo Switch um, because last, well, this morning was the uh, live, like full on Japanese announcement of the, of the Nintendo Switch and like everything that goes along with it. Yeah, live in Tokyo, and it was 4 a.m. my time, so I set my alarm. Surprisingly, I woke up about 15 minutes late, but I rewound the live stream, because YouTube's quite cool like that, and got to watch it. But before we get into that... Yeah, we got um, a couple of bits first, I think. Um, yeah, so follow up about your if, uh, your bus friend. Update report on foreign bus girl. Um, I think she's Polish. I still don't know. <laughs> uh, so we were like texting and shit it was really cool and the original plan was to like go out for drinks or whatever at the end of January when I get paid because uh, I spent all my money on like paying for my flights to Japan and stuff wow that does taste like drinking a tree do you not like it? 
No, I like it. I love it. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? You, like, there's like little chocolatey bits in there, and it's, it just tastes very. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's good stuff. Yeah. That's a lot different from the eight, <laughs> mm. but I like it. Yeah. Gone. Um. So yeah, we were texting and stuff, and um. So now she just doesn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> Uh, well, specifically, she said that she uh, doesn't mind, like, you know, talking, whatever. She's super not interested in pursuing a date anymore. Um, the last thing we talked about that preceded this was was that I do this podcast and that maybe you should go and listen to it. <laughs> oh, damn it. Maybe go and listen to the podcast. <laughs> like. Don't start at episode zero. That one doesn't count. It's for nobody. Uh, it's for everyone. Jump in at like three. That's where it starts to get good, I think. Two or three. And she was like, yeah, cool. I'll listen. And after that, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is like the new dating litmus test. It's like, <laughs> meet someone who you're potentially interested in. Tell them to go listen to your podcast. If they stick around after that, they're probably a keeper. <laughs> do, you, do you think that she heard you talking about her on the podcast to be honest if she started anywhere near the beginning i'd be super surprised if she stuck around long enough to get to that <laughs> um i didn't say anything bad anyway i just said no i don't no i don't think so potentially wouldn't have been able to spell her name but i do i did learn how to spell her name i would have got it right eventually but um yeah that's where that is so I guess your mission of finding me, a, a, you know, setting me up with an arranged Japanese marriage is probably a go. Trying to fucking uh, and, marry me off. And Japanese Tinder, what we learned about, that's how it's going to be an adventure for, for everyone involved. Yeah, I feel like there was a mix-up with that. It's not specific. It's just Tinder, and you set your area to Japan. Like, <laughs> But you do it before you go, because otherwise, when you, if you do it when you get there, it will be in Japanese. If you do it before you go, it'll be in English still. <laughs> so um, I visited your house last weekend. Yeah, how was that's the first time you've been to uh, to my house since I've been an adult. Yeah, I just wish I could say what the address is because the address is perfect. My door number is sixty nine, and the road is vaguely rude sounding. That's about as far as I'll go. Yeah, so you you got such a strange address. It's so delightful. Um, there was yeah. another house just down the road in like a different street that we were going to go and see, but when we turned up at this one and found out what the what the door number was and the address, we were like, "Yup." The guy was like, "Do you want to look around the house?" It's like, "No, no, 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 no. You don't understand." Yup, <laughs> we're taking this place. Oh, Carl. So I get to talk to official people like when I went to the bank the other day and like, can you confirm your address? I was like, yeah, it's 69. <laughs> it's fun. And you do a big wink at the end of it. Yeah, you have to. So, um, yeah, I got to visit your house. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool little place. Um, pretty nerdy, I should imagine. Very nerdy. It's like big cabinets full of uh, Japanese robot things. Yeah, that's me. And full of anime oh it's all one piece that's uh, my housemate i like one piece one piece yeah i just i like it i just don't like it enough to spend like it's probably about a grand's worth of statues in there oh if i knew that i would have like pocketed a few while he wasn't looking should have kicked it over (laughs) 
yeah, um, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool place. Apart from when I parked up, I knocked someone's motorbike over, so I had to drive off and then drive around again and then park somewhere else. Did you really? Yeah. Was it that weird free-wheeled thing outside? No, it was like four or five doors up. It was someone's motorbike. Oh, fuck them then. I reversed into it and then... My neighbours are okay, but anyone else can fuck off. Yeah, and I thought, okay, I'll just drive off because no one saw that and it's really dark. Mm. And it only like, knocked over. I didn't do any real damage. Yeah, solid plan. I'm a bad person. Um, we knew this. Yeah, it's not the type of place where I would have like wanted to pick it back up because I'd feel like I'd get stabbed for trying to and people think I'm stealing it. Hey, I'm like one street away from the town centre. What are you on about? This is an upmarket area. It's just the southeast of England. I don't feel safe down there. Well, I don't feel safe up north. <laughs> I don't so blame you. Everything's too weird up there. Everyone's friendly and shit. <laughs> so the main purpose of coming to your house was not to see you. It was to bring Oculus Rift and show it off to you. Well, I think originally the main purpose was to meet my housemate since he's coming to Japan with us. Well, I'm going to see him in Japan, wouldn't I? So I don't need to see him. And also to sell him a camera, you big shill. Oh, yeah. I saw it. it was a really good deal, and he hasn't even paid me yet. Has but he not? No, I think he's paying me the end of the month or something. Uh, I don't know. I'll give him a slap tonight and tell him to get his wallet out. I'll pay me in, in Japanese dollars. Hmm. Um, Yen, but go on. Yeah, I'm not in a rush for that. Um, yeah, so I brought down the Oculus Rift and the Oculus Touch controllers, and I put you in VR, and I've never seen you smile like that before. Here's the thing. I... I played with DK1 uh, Development Kit 1 Oculus Rift a few times. Probably racked up maybe like five hours total with it. Um, And I really like VR, right? It's the same as I really like 3D movies, but I just can't watch them because of my glasses. Like, and I... In before fucking go get contact lenses, I can't stop it. Stop saying that. I don't. I'm not going to do it. Um, but the biggest change for me is those Oculus Touch controllers. God damn, though, those are incredible. Like, I do like the Vive controls, but these are just so intuitive. Like, you put me through the like. Uh, like a tutorial thing right like yeah this is the controller and this is what the buttons are and what they do and shit and then you threw me into um the like the oculus touch i guess that's like the oculus touch demo yeah with the, with the robot um man that's maybe looks like, like looks like rob the nes yeah yeah he does um that's like maybe one of my best gaming experiences of the last like five or six years um i can't think of many things that top that maybe like some sort of dark souls achievement or something i don't know but that was <sighs> so much fun like just the way the controllers work they feel like it just feels like you're using your hands right hmm. and yeah i had a i had a great time with those i was kind of tempted to just like steal them off you and kick you out into the street <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, they're, um, it's really cool. I really like the, I mean, using VR on its own. So, so I've had the Oculus Rift since June or July, sometime around then. Mm-hmm. Maybe June, maybe even May, I can't remember. I was like 
one of the first people to order it and it got delayed or whatever and I didn't get it on the launch date which was the end of March beginning of April so I got it like two months later or something um, and I've used it like four or five times because it just because I've got this like super powerful PC this like super computer that can launch nukes and shit <laughs> and, it can, and it can play like 4k games in 60 fps and i've got a 4k monitor and it, games look beautiful and then i put on this headset and it's like 1080p level it's, you know, it's a big step down from my monitor and the game experiences aren't that good in vr i don't think i was trying to um just to jump in there yeah. i was trying to equate like how good the graphics are inside it. Cause like when, once I put it down and let like my housemate have a go, um, <clears throat> I was talking to my buddy on like a messenger. I think it was Facebook messenger. Uh, cause he's always expressed like an interest in VR. And I was like, yo, look at this picture. I'm playing VR. And he's like, what is it like? What, what graphically, what is it like? And <clears throat> for the touch demo, at least I was trying to think of like, what can I, like what can I compare that against what uh graphically what is kind of similar like that I can sort of match a level of detail with and I think it matches pretty well with uh uh alien isolation both like uh in kind of style and like graphical fidelity like the quality of it like it looks very nice it feels kind of like it's got film uh, film grain on it, like that sort of 80s film grain. Um, but yeah, it's definitely nicer looking and less uh, jaggy <laughs> than I remember it being. Um, a lot smoother than I remember it too. Um, I remember watching videos of people playing VR and it was very sort of steppy kind of it wasn't a smooth fluid thing but this is really really cool um yeah so the vr experience before i got a touch controllers was just sat at a desk with an xbox controller in my hand um just playing pretty regular kind of games yeah it's just like a, a new monitor essentially isn't it yeah exactly the, the only thing is you can look around instead of moving the mouse or moving the right analog sticker to look around. So, yeah. you know, you control the camera with your face, essentially. And it wasn't that immersive, and I didn't really enjoy it most of the time. A lot of the games were cross-platform, so you could play it in VR or not, and I preferred a non-VR experience. But then the touch controllers came out, and I got them in December. And all of a sudden, you're standing up, and you've got these two controllers that you put in your hands, and it changes everything because you can interact with the world just by touching things and picking things up and putting things over there and pointing at things and shooting things. Like they turn into guns when you've got guns in your hand. It's just so yeah. immersive and real. And the touch controllers are what make VR for me. It, and I've used it so much more in the past month than what I have in the six months prior to owning it. Going back to what you said about not liking, you know, just sat, being sat there with like an Xbox controller. The only kind of game I could see working in that scenario uh, where you haven't got the Oculus Touch controls would be something where having your head do the tracking makes sense, right? So, like, you're inside something or 
controlling something and where you have some sort of control device that maybe isn't a keyboard or mouse or an Xbox controller. I'm thinking specifically of Elite Dangerous um, with a flight stick. Mm. I think that would be pretty dope. Like in that scenario, I don't see how Oculus Touch could in any way make that situation better because I don't think you have enough input from uh, from the touch controls. But yeah, otherwise, I think I can't I can't think of a use case where those controllers aren't just superior in every way. Even like a driving game or something, you can just like grab the steering wheel and move it, or you know. Yeah, that's the thing. I've played. I've got Project Cars, oh, nice. which is a, a racing game. I've got Elite Dangerous, which is a spaceship game, and they're kind of like the games where you know your character is sat down, interacting with the steering wheel or flight stick in front of him, and you can look around. And in Project Cars, it, it's pretty good, but then I've not been playing with a control stick. I've been playing with an Xbox controller. Uh, so it's quite cool. I, when it does add like a few nice things where if you want to see what car, like I'm, I drive a car normally, so I can like just look up and look at the 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 mirrors yeah. at the side or at the top to like see what's behind me rather than having to press a button and have the whole view change to what's behind you. So that's really cool where you can like set your focus and, and you know, just look at, it feels more real. But, and I was, oh, I've also got um, Euro Truck Simulator, Ugh. which is... <laughs> Is uh, quite similar. <laughs> I didn't. I don't mean to be a downer on that kind of thing. It's just when is it going to fucking end? We're like, when is it going to be like Euro Truck Simulator, Simulator 2016 Edition Simulator? Like, <laughs> it's. I swear, there's like a Simulator Simulator on Steam. I'm sure that's a real thing that exists. Oh, it probably is. It probably is. Um, but for Elite Dangerous, it works really well. Mm. Like you can, especially when you're in battles and. Um, normally if you want to move your camera up, like to look above you, it's a it's lot a, of fuckery. It's a pain in the ass because you got to like click a mouse button and move your mouse up. And this is why you're trying to battle as well. And you know, you can get a few bits of hardware to face track or whatever. Yes. But it works really well in VR, but I didn't find it to be a killer app. I prefer playing it in the crisp 4k compared to having that convenience. One of the guys in our elite group, uh, is the, I think maybe reigning uh, like Elite Dangerous PvP champion. He competed in the PvP league and beat everyone. It's pretty cool. Uh, he did it with this thing called uh, ED Tracker. It's like a little thing you stick on top of your headphones and it tracks your head movement. So like it's that same sort of thing as Oculus, where like if you're in a fight, you can like look up out of your top window to see where the dude is and then like pitch up or like look out your side windows or look at your menu screens or whatever else. And I imagine it would be much the same in Oculus except for, um, I don't know. I don't know if that would be, I assume Oculus in Elite Dangerous just controls camera, right? Like it's not going to control anything. No, just controls camera. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that being red. Um, should we move on to the 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 meat of the situation? The uh, yeah. the Nintendo yeah. Switch. Oh, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> if you're wondering why we keep ing, uh, 
It's because the, the like the signature sound for the Nintendo Switch is just like a with a reverb on it. <laughs> and it's like the most addictive sound. And they know it because they did it about seven thousand times during the conference. <laughs> Every time they there's like, now let's talk to this person. Switch. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Um They've really thought this through, like the the whole branding. It's branded as fun. design. The messaging behind it, like well, the Wii U, had really it's notorious having really shitty messaging behind it, and no one really understanding what it was and what the use case was. And well, that's yeah, that's the thing. what it was. And this is like very clear. Like it's a console you can play on your telly. You can pick it up. You can take it elsewhere. It's the future. You know, it's such a cool concept. It does seem like a really cool console. Um, I think I'm gonna start with my kind of downsides that I don't like about it and then we can be all positive for the end bit yeah (laughs) Uh, downsides uh, that was a 100 minute conference uh, of which within the whole thing there were two confirmed release games out of all the games they showed only two of them will be available at launch and one of them is not great it's the one to switch game you're referring to which is kind of like it's like it's, it seems like um nintendo land or the, the wii u wii sports thing where it's just like a lot of different mini games just to show off the ideas of the console it's mini games to take advantage of um the unique hardware yeah the unique hardware in this case being that the joy cons which is what they're calling the uh the little clip-on controllers that clip onto the side of the sort of beef of the unit uh they have uh what do you call it you know i mean like motion control uh accelerometers and gyroscope and whatever else they also have like uh infrared like motion sensors or one of them does i think Hmm. or maybe they both do because they were they were boasting that it could track like rock paper scissors like yeah so it can track like hand shapes, and that's quite unique. Yeah, but that wasn't shown, like for one two switch. One two switch was literally just picking up the controller in various different ways, like picking up a phone, drawing a gun, uh, something else. I can't even remember. Yeah, so I'm going to be interested to see what what that game does because it's going to be a full retail price game. I think yeah, that's the thing that gets me about it is it is not. Like, <laughs> it seems to be something that should be bundled in. Yeah, like we sports was, and if that isn't the like the if that isn't this generation's we sports, right? Then a, why or how would that thing ever be sold at full retail? B, if it is, uh, if it is the thing that's bundled in with the system, it seems a little bit cheeky to be throwing that out as like a launch title. When it's just like essentially a tech demo that you get with with the console, um, mm. it makes yeah. be seen whether it's um, is it a full retail price game? I'm not sure. I know it's they didn't give a price. They just they just gave a, a a title. I think they may have put other information up since. I haven't really gone looking. Hmm. Yeah. So that game's. Yeah, I'm not really. My, that one. my other downside for this 
<coughs> isn't really a downside for Nintendo. It's a downside for um, a third-party developer. Um, so let's talk about the timeline of uh, Bethesda Softworks in relation to the Nintendo Switch. Let's do this. Is it Bethesda Softworks or is it just Bethesda now? Um, Have they gone square? Like, Is it just Bethesda? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe so, it is. Timeline. Nintendo Switch was announced... And in the video, the announcement video, it very prominently showed Skyrim as being on this thing. The very next fucking day, Bethesda come out and say, nope, 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 nope. Skyrim's not on this. No, what are you on about? No, we're not. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then you have this big conference in Japan and they wheel Todd Howard from uh, Bethesda out, who's like a really cool guy. I quite like him. Um, and he's like, yeah, we're bringing Skyrim to this thing. And everyone's like, yeah, no shit. Like, of course, we've we've seen this for ages. Like, oh, I had a third thing, but again, it's not really a knock against Nintendo. You know, well, you know that part where they were like uh, bringing third-party developers out on stage. Oh yeah, that was awkward. That was awkward. Um, Suda was a bit awkward, which was kind of weird. But my favourite one was the Sega guy. <laughs> Because <laughs> this guy, uh, he looked like the boss out of a JRPG, doesn't he? He did. He does. Uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi is his name. Nagoshi, Nagoshi. I don't know. Uh, from Sega, is kind of a high up guy there. I think he's in charge of just like software in general. Uh, he came out and was like, "Yeah, a Nintendo Switch uh, Switch looks uh, pretty good. We uh, we we kind of want to explore maybe doing something on it in the future." <laughs> <laughs> Radical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's just a really bad translation or not, because the translator guys pretty much fell apart during that segment. Well, Nintendo are um, putting up like official subtitled version later on, so well, maybe we'll find out. But I guess we know there's something coming to Switch because there was that big uh, video at the end where they showed what's currently called. Uh, I've got it written down here because it was in the credits. Sonic um, Mania Project Sonic 2017 yeah there's two Sonic games there's Sonic Mania which is the good one 2G what looks like to be a good one it's made by the same people who helped port the original Sonic games to iOS and Apple TV Um, yeah so that was kind of a weird thing for me and they're from the community where they used to make fan made uh, add-ons and levels and stuff so they've got a really good idea of what Sonic should be so, did you uh, then you got Sonic 2017 which yeah. is the 3D version which could be good or bad depending on if they fuck it up again it looks I don't know would you a good one would you a good one it's been over time for a good yeah, one yeah Mania is the good one I think the next one's like Sonic Battle Rush 7 or something probably who cares <laughs> Um, did you get a, a good chance to look at the you know, that sort of video montage you did at the, at the end of all the different games that are coming? No, I need to rewatch that because it went by so quickly. So I, I rewatched it and I picked out some things and also they showed some credits at the end of it. That was like a list of things. I, I guess for things that weren't super obvious in the video, right? So uh, mm-hmm. if I throw out a few of these names and you let me know what you think of... Uh, them picking them to put in this video 
what do we got here? We got Rayman Origins. That's a game that's been out for about four years. Didn't that come out on the Wii U as like a near launch tile? Yep. Uh, it was also on PC and everything else. Yeah, but then again, they've released like Rayman 2 like a billion times. Yeah, I know, right. I think I've got about three different copies of it for PC somewhere. Yeah, like Rayman 2, I remember it was like a, it was a PS1 game, then it came out on the PS2 and the Dreamcast. Yeah. It like, just skipped a generation, like just re-released on another generation. It was strange, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. So they they threw that in there. Seems like the Ubisoft thing of releasing old game, just porting an old game over, just to test the waters. Yeah, but I mean, who's going to buy it? Everyone's played it at this point. It was. I know it's good. like, and if it doesn't sell, are they going to be like, oh, it's a failure? No one's buying it. But then it's because no one wants it. Well, I don't know. Bethesda are throwing their weight behind it. EA are being a bit questionable, which kind of leads no, me into the next choice they they bought out the um what is, he's the senior vice president of software i believe and i hate him i really don't like him um patrick uh Soderland. yeah he felt very sleazy business sleazy like business guy from him like everyone else you could tell they had like passion yeah everyone of video games and he was like yeah, we can improve our financial results by releasing a FIFA game this year. Yeah, they will improve our court Q4 figures significantly. You know, it's just just felt very sleazy. Everyone high up at EA is like that. Um, and to be clear, this isn't a new FIFA game. This is the old FIFA game because they bought him out on stage specifically to announce that they're bringing a FIFA game to uh, to Nintendo Switch. Which seems like a again, it seems like EA kind of testing the waters. Until you see that video at the end and realise that they've also thrown NBA 2K18 into the pool. Yeah, yeah, a new NBA game. Great. Um, um, what else are they showing there? Oh, Street Fighter 3. <laughs> Street Fighter 3? Yeah, Street Fighter 3, specifically the um, Super Street Fighter Alpha 3 Hyper HD Turbo Remix. Is that what it's called, I think? And are you sure? Because they're bringing out Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challenges. Or oh, maybe it was that one. I thought it was oh, Super Street Fighter 3 Turbo HD Remix. <laughs> yeah, and then there's, um, for the first time in 20 years, there's two new characters that are being added to Street Fighter 2, which is Evil Ryu and Violent Ken. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I, just, I just really like saying Super Street Fighter 3 Turbo HD Remix. No, it's Super Street no, it's- Fighter Alpha 3 Turbo HD Remix. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. Yeah. But now they've got these two new characters are getting added to this game, which come out originally like 1994, I think. Mm. And it's like 2017 now. And it's got two... No, 1991, the first Street Fighter 2 came out. Why are the development files for that still sitting around? That's what I want to know. <laughs> like- so, um, so, yeah, this is Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challenges. And... Okay. Violent Ken is the result of M. Bison kidnapping and brainwashing Ken, enhancing his abilities with psycho power and twisting his brotherly rivalry with Ryu into hatred. He is more ruthless, aggressive and fearless with moves that feature purple flames instead of his signature fire. That's what he... Well, Ken's signature move isn't fire, is it? He stole it from Ryu. Uh, (laughs) Who I guess stole it from the old guy whose name I can never remember. Um... Again, yeah, a really weird choice. 
to to bring over. Um, I'll run through a couple of these really quickly. Uh, what was they show? They showed Farming Simulator. Wonderful. Uh, F Zero, which like fuck yes, fucking no, F-Zero. no, it's not F Zero. It's a third party game that looks like F Zero. Does it play like F Zero? Because then I'd be interested. Mm, it's it's not got like the Nintendo feel and polish to it, but. Uh, there'll be an F-Zero game eventually when there should be there should be uh, Super Bomberman R I know that one's correct because I looked at the credits mm-hmm. that looks pretty cool I like Bomberman um, Just Dance 2017 radical that's for those motion controls yeah mm, I Am Set Sooner that's a pretty good choice I guess it's a Square Enix RPG it's not been out too long Probably not that difficult to pull over, I would imagine. Um, yeah, Minecraft, this Gaia, like it's just a, it's like they've thrown a shit ton of spaghetti at the wall, and like some of it's gonna stick, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good they got Minecraft on there because every console needs a Minecraft game. It's Minecraft uh, story mode, apparently. Oh, is it that one? Yeah, not not the proper Minecraft one. No. Um, so yeah this is a very weird sort. Of, I kind of want to meet the guy who's buying a Nintendo Switch and then buying Street Fighter 2 for it <laughs> I want to, hi I want to meet that guy yeah hello <laughs> how are you doing uh, <laughs> I guess that was weird because I probably would do that um, yeah I don't know I'm tempted to I'm tempted to buy it If depending on how much it is I'm not going to spend like a full retail price on a game that's that old but for a bit of fun i might buy it so we talked about one two switch that was one of the one of the two launch games that they announced um the other one was legend of zelda breath of the wild which was on the fence like there was a lot of rumors that it wouldn't be a launch title it wouldn't be around you know in like the launch window or whatever Mm. but it is and that's really cool like there's that thing that's going to fucking make this piece of hardware fly off the shelves like it wouldn't already but you know that's definitely going to help I think it looks so good it does it really good they did a fucking fantastic job with the launch trailer it's got voices in it for the first time ever in a I, Zelda game like real voice acting I don't think Link speaks or does he no but he's never because I spoke I always quite like that it's one of the reasons that I really like um Half-Life and Portal so much is that you get talked to but you never talk because it kind of breaks immersion a bit I think because mm. like you know you can you can have someone be like an avatar for yourself but their voice is never going to match and they're never going to say the things that you would say so yeah you're playing someone else's story rather than your own yeah so like by taking away the voice and having just like yeah like <laughs> like it kind of gives you the opportunity to like someone says something you can be like oh shut up dick (laughs) and as always they've done an amazing job on the soundtrack yeah soundtrack is rad uh it has loads of like it brings back motifs from like the classic zelda stuff and it's just that launch trailer will be in the show notes fucking watch it seven times like i did it's so so good Um, I'm just hoping because I'm planning on buying this in Japan. I'm just hoping that they it has Japanese voiceover with English subtitles. 
Yeah, here's the thing. I don't know if they... Because I'd love to play this game with the Japanese voice acting. Because that, if they, if it did, that would mean they're releasing the same version of the game all over the world, right? Yeah, yeah. If not, I can always get like the virtual uh, on the online store, which I'm assuming exists. There's probably a version that comes with it, because uh, I think I did this with Wii U, where you don't actually get the game; you get like a download code for it, like in the in the bundle. Yeah, yeah. I don't know with the bundles. Yeah, just download it when you get home or whatever. Um, so I guess let's talk about new games, new, like new games that they they announced because um, there were a few. Yeah, so there was Arms. Yeah, Arms is like their second. See, this one still feels kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, kind of like a tech demo for the for the Joy Cons, but it looks a lot more fleshed out and like an actual game. Yeah, so the thing I don't like about the two latest games, which is Arms and Splatoon, I think are their two latest IPs that have created the original IPs. Yeah, well, I guess one um, Switch doesn't really count. So yeah, no, that's not really no, no, that doesn't really count. The thing I don't like about these two games is there doesn't seem to be any emphasis on the characters as much. Um, like the Splatoon kids are very generic. They're all, like there's no particular naming to them or anything i think they do have names the thing with splatoon is that i think nintendo really wanted it to be like their esport yeah so every character represents an individual person rather than yeah so like it doesn't make much sense having um to characterize it it's just annoying because like, nintendo's got all these like, iconic characters like mario and samus yeah which they don't really do much with like, and and that uh, and then it's just like here's the inklings and here's the people with long arms are they inklings but no they're squidlings squidlings inklings i don't know but um but yeah i think arms has done a better job like i think they've got more original naming from what i can see on the characters uh, i can see these guys <laughs> spring man and yeah. ribbon girl <laughs> yeah exactly I, I, that's what i do miss i miss like having samus link mm-hmm. um shulk Ryu, Mega Man, Fox, Captain Falcon. So, <laughs> Captain Falcon, Lil Mac. Um, Lil Mac, yeah. But then it's just like, here's Spring Guy and Ribbon Girl. So, ARMS is like uh, Wii Boxing 2.0, right? It's, you hold your Joy-Cons and you perform like motion actions to perform an action in the game. And it's like a uh, stretchy arm boxing game. Which I actually, of all the games shown, like I already knew Zelda was coming, so that doesn't really count. Of all the games shown, Arms might be my favourite and the one I'm most looking forward to, because it has this thing that I really like. Um, did you ever play uh, Nidhog? Yes. Right. Yes. So it's a fun game. It's that kind of chess style game. Well, you both have like basically the same abilities or moveset or whatever, and it's all going to count on like whether you jump when they punch, or whether you like dodge the correct way when they're doing like a curvy punch or something like that. It's very kind of you know equal footing as long as the balance is correct because I think there's other characters as well. Um, yeah, it's very much like boxing where like you're sparring, you know, you're waiting for an opening or you've got to think strategically you know yeah and it's like a skill based game which is something that I love 
absolutely yeah. adore. I love a skill-based game. I love like learning mechanics, you know. I wonder why it's a boxing, it's kind of a, a route, it's a boxing game. Yeah. But it's not using the punch-out IP, which like Nintendo's... Because I wonder if the punch-out IP just doesn't really have any sway anymore over, like, because Nintendo, although they do kind of cater to the older audience from time to time, they definitely don't want to concentrate on that. They really want to bring in new people, like like younger. Yeah. Which I mean, the games do a really good job of appealing to both, right? But if they start wheeling Punch Out out, it's going to do really well for like the older crowd. But I think the younger crowd just aren't going to get it. Like, it's that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm thinking too much as an older crowd. I can't imagine a game coming out now, like in a world where Punch Out doesn't exist. There's got to be some sort of punch-out references in it, like Little Mac has to be unlockable. Oh, probably. For example. <laughs> I know this is an internal Nintendo game as well, so it's entirely possible. Um, so, yeah, we the announcements we had. 1-2 Switch. Yeah, that's a bit shitty, that one. Um, Arms looks pretty cool. Maybe my favourite. Splatoon that- 2. Splatoon 2. I loved the first one. I love the first one. It's very fun. It's <clears throat> really... It's a it's a really well done like take on the on the team team shooter sort of genre. It's really really fucking fun, and I didn't think that I would feel that way about it when I first saw it. Like it took me playing it just to shut someone up. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, you! All right, I'll play it. <laughs> and so I played it, and I was like, Jesus Christ! I could see myself getting right into this for months, like. It's really cool. And for, you know, for Nintendo to have like a properly online multiplayer game, they don't have many of those. No, no they put... A, and, and also, the, the content, content for it was, was amazing. amazing. One, it, it was Why free. have you gone double? Have I gone double? double? Yeah. Got got doubled up. Hold on a sec. Is that, Is that better? better? Nope. Is that better? Yep. Ah, uh, it's a Zencaster bug. If you mute yourself and then unmute yourself, unmute myself for a cough, it doubles you up. Well, I guess that ruins the uh, spell, doesn't it? Yeah, so um, Splatoon, they do this, they, they had like a continuous stream of content for about a year where they'd release like new levels, new guns, new costumes, which have different powers and stuff. Yeah. And... And every time they released something new, it was like a different combination of things, which just changed the whole strategy of like the end game completely. Yeah, like I went into that game and um, some of the things that I can see are in the new one are things that I felt were missing from the old one, right? So like some of the weapons look a lot better and more sort of a lot more utility and usability. Um, some of the old ones were just fucking dumb and useless. But, uh, yeah, they're kind of keeping a little bit tight-lipped on that one. They've come out and said, like, yeah, it's really cool. It's got new stuff. There's blah, 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 but not really much in the way of detail. Uh, they've penned that for a release of, quote, summer. So we'll see what happens with that one. Mm. Yeah, I think they've got a really strong lineup. Um, like they've got Zelda in March. They got um, they they got a really strong lineup, but only so far only two games that you can buy when it comes out. Exactly, yeah, only two games by them. But I don't know what other games are going to come out at launch, if any. 
but yeah, you got um, so you got Zelda in March twenty eighth. You've got Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Yep, uh, which is which looks like it's got all the DLC from the original Mario Kart Eight plus some new bits, right? Plus battle mode. Uh, I wasn't a fan of that in the old ones, but I guess I'll, no, you know, I'll give it a go. I liked it. You got five balloons or three balloons or whatever, yeah. and you're in a big giant thing. Yeah, I quite like that. And new, maybe new tracks, but definitely new characters. Like King Boo is in it. Yeah. Um, uh, Splatoon kids are in it. And then you got Splatoon in the summer. You got Mario at Christmas. So that's going to be a big holiday push. Yeah. So that was li- that was actually what they talked about directly after talking about Splatoon two. I've written them down in order here. <laughs> I, I took notes. Um, Super Mario Odyssey. I love the name. When they first showed this video, right, when it first started playing, I was like, this is some sort of wacky GTA mod. <laughs> what have they done? Like, it's a big cartoony Mario walking around in, like, a real-life city. It's really odd. Um, I didn't know what game it was to begin with. I saw this... Like realistic but cartoony style New York. Yeah, I tell you what, the and then Mario appeared and my nuts just burst. So this is yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. This is Mario going around ver- various different environments that I guess are supposed to be like representative of real world places, uh, or at least places that he maybe wouldn't encounter in the Mushroom Kingdom or or space, I guess, uh, or two D world. I I don't know, but um. Yeah, one of the things I noticed about this one is that all the environments look really nice, mm-hmm. shiny, except for that city one. <laughs> that city one just looks like whole shit. Like, I mean, up in the sky where you're like platforming over the buildings and stuff, looks great. Down on the floor with like the the what are supposed to be like realistic looking people walking around, just really kind of breaks it for me. It doesn't. Like Nintendo games don't have to look shiny and nice, but they've always been on like a sort of like a, a par level, like mm. a set sort of. I see what you mean. Like it looks weird, doesn't it? And you can see parts of it in the background. You can see where uh, maybe one of the, I guess they're not NPCs. Like one of the sort of civilians is a bit too far away, and he's down at like three or four frames a second or something. It's like robot in a way in the background. It's really weird and kind of stuff like that is kind of jarring, I think. Yeah, just re. I never noticed that, but I can't help but notice it now. Yeah, sorry about that. I'll just ruin it for you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still in development and not just released till December, so. Yeah, well, I mean. Um, apart from that, the other environments look great. Like, they've got this kind of like Day of the Dead, bright Mexican, Mexican yeah, theme. Like a know? rainforest and stuff. Well, it's a rainforest and you've got this strange cooking level. Yep, I mean, I'm into it. Um, but yeah, New York looks... I thought it looks a little bit odd. Another friend has said it's, it looks a little bit odd. but It's the one that potentially could be like the most exciting, but it looks ah, a bit of shit. But everything it else looks, looks I think because it looks... I think, like you said, it looks a bit too realistic for a Mario game. Yeah, I think it's where they're using all these like greys and blacks and, and you know browns and stuff, yeah. where normally it's like luminous green and oranges and yellows and pinks and like just fucking colors everywhere and in this one it's just like a, a big sort of gray muted yeah the rainforest looks weird to me because it looks very like a legend of zelda like majora's mask dark style yeah maybe it is like 
Maybe there's some but, sort. Um, maybe he, one of his one of these places he goes to on his Odyssey is Hyrule. Like, <laughs> who knows? What do you What do you think of the new mechanics where you can throw your hat? Um, do you want to know what I've written down here on my notes? Yeah. Odd job move. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, oh, he's doing an odd job. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So I love how it's more than just a projectile. Like You can throw it and then jump on it to get to a higher place yep. and use it as a platform. That's such a good mechanic. And the trailer also goes quite a way to point out that Bowser can probably do this as well. Yes, he's got a white top hat, looking swaggy as fuck. <laughs> he just starts like odd jobbing his top hat around. <laughs> that's that's and really then, cool. And at the end, it's revealed that Mario's hat is a thing, a, a, you know, a person a persona. It's got eyes. Yeah, I mean, this Which... isn't the first time Nintendo's done this with a hat. Uh, like they did it with the Minish cap as well. That was kind of jarring to me. But that was weird, like a weird bird thing. This is, yeah, it's a hat with eyes. It, so it's got this little persona about it, which is going to be like a kind of like Navi, I guess. Like, hey, listen. Yeah, it's... I don't know. Because mm. it's, it's going to be an open world, uh, sorry, open world Mario. And this is the first open world Mario since... Um, Galaxy? Oh, no. No, oh. Uh, the one before that, the, the watery one. Sunshine? Sunshine? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess. That was kind of like an open world levels rather than level-based. Here's the thing. I have a... Uh, oh, yawning there. You're not boring me, I promise. Um, <laughs> so, when I got an, uh, an N64, it came with Super Mario 64, as was, you know, I think they all did. Uh, yeah, you're a terrible person and don't like that game. Uh, I haven't played it since like launch I didn't like it at launch because I'd only just like a month before stopped playing Super Mario Brothers 3 or World 3 was it Brothers I think it was World World 3 yeah I, I can't remember Brothers Brothers 3 or World World was the one with Yoshi uh, it was Brothers 3 then um, I played that game over and over again for like forever and like, I only just stopped playing it and then my parents handed me this cool new console and it's got 3D Mario on it and I was like yeah this is sick plugged it in I just did not like it like I just I just didn't like I couldn't get on with it and it's not it's not this like hashtag new me thing where I'm being all cynical and shit I was like fucking 12 <laughs> I just didn't like it uh, but I did I don't think I got into Sunshine I did get into Paper Mario but then you can't really call that a 3D one uh but like Galaxy, I loved Galaxy Two. I think I liked. I can't really remember. Sort of bled into one, uh, and I really liked the ones on Wii U as well. That that was cool. Um, yeah. So this one, yeah, I am excited for. Uh, it does look really cool. Odd job move is a good touch. Uh, I'm looking forward to see because one. They, what I tell you, what they didn't show in that was any of the suits. No, they showed. In the Egyptian level, you can ride a little sphinx lion thing. Mm. A little statuette lion thing, not a sphinx, that's a cat. Oh, a lion's kind of a cat, I don't know. Yeah, you can ride this little lion thing. Um, so I don't know, don't know if it's going to be more like environmental things. Kind of like Donkey Kong, where you ride mounts rather than 
have suits, but I don't know. Possibly. It seems like a bold move to take away the suits, right? No, no, yeah, they've got to kind of have stuff like that, but yeah. I don't know. So we'll see. They announced two other first party games, uh Xenoblade Chronicles two and Fire Emblem Warriors. Neither of which have got any kind of release date tied to them that that they said anything about and I'm not that fussed about them anyway, to be honest. Technically, would they be second-party games? Uh, yeah, but it's like Nintendo-owned studios, isn't it? I think. No, no, they don't. No? They don't own Koei Tecmo. Oh, yeah, fair point. Uh, so it was... It's not like second-party. Um, well, let me rephrase that then. The two other games that they that Nintendo employees stood there and announced, rather yeah. than having a third party come out and announce it or hide it. Sorry, I'm just, being, I'm just being a prick. Just being a pedant. <laughs> pedant, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they showed big trailers for those, which were <laughs> the uh, the I think it was the Xenoblade one. Mm-hmm. No, it was the Fire Emblem one. It was a, a weird trailer. That was just like a, I think it was just like you'd a, only understand it if you watch if you knew about the series. Yeah, it was just like a close up of a sword, I think, and then someone grabbed it, and then a bunch of Japanese on screen, and then everyone like. Well, I was about to say everyone clapped, but in the entire conference, like no one ever made a sound. <laughs> it was a very sort of stoic audience, um, and that kind of plays into one of my notes. Uh, so, like Nintendo conferences of the past, which traditionally sort of like very dry and to the point, and you, you know, kind of like just like get the facts out and be done with it. And so now I kind of realize why that is because, like, the entire audience there was very like this wasn't boring stuff, it was a, a pretty entertaining conference. Like, there was stuff there to get excited about, even if you don't particularly like the games. Like, even like as a journalist or whatever, that would be a, a, a thing to be quite excited about. But everyone just sat there, sort of not making any sound. And I think that's probably just the way they are there, maybe, and maybe just the culture. Yeah, like maybe Nintendo does all this flashy stuff like for the rest of us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And so they're doing it in at home in Tokyo because they know they're streaming it to the rest of the world. They're doing all these flashy videos and, and whatever else. And like having Suda run around like a maniac <laughs> just get no response. <laughs> oh, Suda51, the mental head. Um, but yeah, that always felt really weird where like they're showing this thing and I'm sat at home going, yeah, that's rad. And the crowd are just like, yeah. <laughs> it's very odd. So, what do you think of Fire Emblem Warriors? Uh, I don't actually have any memories of it. Do you like any of the Warriors games? Wait, is this like a Dynasty Warriors game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's a Muzo game. Yeah, um, it's, um, especially like Hyrule Warriors, but without Zelda. There's one that I'm looking forward to, and I'm 100% certain it won't come to a Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. Uh, Berserk. Berserk Warriors. Uh, it's called like. Tales of Berserk, maybe. Okay. Uh, it, I mean, you know what Berserk is, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I guess if Anim- people don't, it's a... Anime thingy. Well, it's a manga. There was an anime this year. Um, it's a very kind of dark medieval manga about a dude with a sword that's twice the size of him 
just destroying things and it's very graphic and violent and it's been criticised in the past for like sexual violence and stuff I can see that coming to Nintendo very soon I cannot see that ever coming anywhere near a Nintendo console <laughs> not in a million years <laughs> they turned down Super Meat Boy for being too graphic like I'll always hold that over their head <laughs> change their ways they're bringing out the new one the new one what uh, Afterbirth Plus, I want to say. Shut up. Is Binding of Isaac going to uh, Wii U? Yeah, Switch. Oh, Switch. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Uh, well, that's not quite on the level of Berserk, but I'll give them their, their props for that. <laughs> but yeah, Fire Emblem is a really good tactical RPG series exclusive to Nintendo. Yeah. It's normally DS, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's normally a mobile. Recently, it's been mainly mobile games. Ugh. It did start off as like NES and SNES games, but now it's pretty much a mobile exclusive. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I think they've done a really good job with Hyrule Warriors. They kept churning out content for that and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, it'll be a good game for people of all fans you know if you're a fan of warrior series or if you're a fan of fire emblem there's a i think there's a lot into it into it for both years and they've done a really good job with the zelda story on hyrule warriors i thought uh, did you I, I didn't get very far into it um <clears throat> i did maybe like three or four hours i think I, yeah so it's uh, it's quite good like something happens and it turns out they need to go um, to the other side of the battlefield constantly. <laughs> it's been a few years since I've played it, but um, from what I remember, you you need to go get the heroes of the past. So you know that the Zelda timeline, yeah, there's not an official canon Zelda timeline. So the, the game splits into three different paths, which you and then they'll join up eventually down the line so you've got to go to like the ocarina of time timeline you've got to go to the um uh twilight princess timeline and then another timeline that i can't remember the ones that they've still got the assets hanging around for yeah yeah whatever <laughs> something like that and um yeah i thought, I thought it was really i can't remember whatever timeline it was uh never mind can't be that important so yeah you got to go to these three different timelines to recruit heroes from that era like like um the Goron from Ocarina of Time or whatever, something something like that. So Yeah. Uh what I, I remember. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think I enjoyed what I played. I think I'm just looking for that game that makes me want to finish one of those games. I I guess what I'm saying is I want I'm looking for that IP that's gonna make me want to finish one of those games, right? Because Yeah. They, they, the it's Zelda very game. unique game style and it can get repetitive and there is a lot of complaints about it but I find quite fun to chill out on mm, the only one I ever got quite far with was the uh, One Piece one um, Pirate Warriors 2 I think it was and pretty cool but it suffered from the same problems as like the other ones or what I see as problems I guess um, yeah my... you learn to break down what's problems and then what's just part of the game that you don't like and there is okay i i think it is a problem when you you know you're on a battlefield or whatever you take an area and then because Mm -hmm. you've taken that area it triggers an event literally on the opposite side of the map 
And like, so you have to go over there and you do that one and it triggers an event literally on the opposite side of the fucking map again. Like, that's just bullshit. <laughs> Straight up bullshit. It's just, it's yeah. not a nice thing to play. Like, that's why, I like, the 3DS version, they've kind of like fixed that a little bit and also to make it a little bit easier or accessible on mobile is you can just tap different heroes on the battlefield and you start playing them instantly. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, so if Link's on one side and Zelda's on the other side, you just tap on Zelda and you play as her straight away and just transport to her part. And then CPU takes over where you just was. Cool. Um, yeah, it's frustrating when there's something happening and you can't travel that you know fast enough to react and then you just game over. So there was one name that came out in this conference... That is maybe the best name for a video game I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Let me hit you with. <laughs> so I'm just looking at it, it's making me laugh. Um, Project Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> this game that's actually just, that's Square Enix RPG. It looks a lot like Bravely Default. It's got a cartoon cutout yeah. style to so, it. I've not played that one um, Bravely Default, although I, I keep meaning to either buy a 2DS or borrow my housemate's 3DS and play it because he's got it. Um, Project Octopath Traveler. Yeah, it's... They they said... They made a big point of saying uh, like original graphic style or uh, you know, unique graphic style, I think is the, the quote. Um which essentially is like kind of 3D environments, but with like a Super Mario or Paper Mario style 2D sprite floating around in there, which to me feels really weird, but it's a Square Enix RPG. I'm probably going to play it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's That one just seemed like a really odd pick to me it looks weird um yeah i don't know I, I, i'm actually quite up for that one that looks pretty sweet i'm more interested in that than i am in the the free dragon quest games or four was it that they announced three or four i'm not entirely sure uh dragon quest 10 and 11 and dragon quest heroes one and two yeah, I'm not sure if one and two are a joint game or not. I think they're not, but... bundled because like, the logo said one plus two or something. <clears throat> ah. So I don't know. Dragon Quest is fun, but it's like... Dragon Quest is like if uh, the creator of Dragon Ball Z made a, an RPG. Because <laughs> all the characters look like they've just been ripped out of Dragon Ball Z for some reason. It's like a very odd thing. Mm-mm. Again, is none of those like Project Octopath Traveler? Yeah, it looks cool, but is it going to sell the console to me personally? Probably not. Dragon Quest, no. Um, Arms, maybe. <laughs> Depends on how deep it goes, right? Like, yeah, they did say it had room for more strategy and stuff. Yeah, what did they say? They said it has more, uh, difficulty, depth, replayability. That was his yeah. three things that he wanted to push, apparently. I think it's one of Yeah, it's got like, you know, easy to learn, hard to master kind of thing. Yeah, which is like me in a nutshell. Can can we start a social media campaign 
to to replace um uh if you can't handle me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best <laughs> with easy to learn difficult to master <laughs> yeah sure because i think that's better <laughs> and like just less obnoxious all around so i'm just looking at a little montage that you played at the end and they do have proper minecraft on there oh, okay uh in the credits at the end it just said like minecraft story mode i think yeah, they do have like actual Minecraft gameplay on there. Okay. Um, I was yeah, pausing kind of- a lot because I thought I saw a, a Dark Souls sorcerer in there, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was something else. Can't remember. There's a couple of new games in that too. Uh, Steep, which I think is EA's winter sports game, was in it. Okay. And Rhyme. Which I can't remember who's making that, but it's like a yeah, that looks kind of like an Ico stylized. That looks good, right? Yeah, it looks like a cool game. Um, like there's a Dragon Ball Z game in there. There's uh, this Gaia, which I'm a hundred percent into. I love those games. Never played them or Shin Megami Tensei. I've never played those, um, but I might do because this one's on the Unreal engine as well which i noticed it's unreal 4 unreal 4 engine so <laughs> it looks good from what i can see and when i was writing down my notes i've got <clears throat> atlas plus sega on ue4 question mark because it was just a bunch of runes i didn't understand what it said uh, <laughs> but uh and then i looked it up and it was shin megami tensei which is a name i've heard but never played um hmm yeah, this guy, I recommend it, man. I think it's on PC at the moment. You can probably get it for like a couple of quid. It's like one of the best uh, tactical RPGs that I've ever played. Plus it's like funny. It's got kind of a fun storyline. Um, really cool mechanics that like separate it from other games in that genre. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, so I think I'm going to be selling my Wii U. Um, don't look at me, I'm not buying it. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I should sell it. I've got quite a lot of good first-party games for it. That... Shame it's not backwards compatible. Yeah, there's that. And there's no mention of the virtual console. There's also no mention or... of cartridges whatsoever. Yeah, so it's going to be taking cartridges only. Um, yeah. That was mentioned like last year. I don't think they've revisited it this year. Well, see, I mean, this was... I thought, I mean, I'm kind of stupid for thinking this, I know, because they were never going to do it. But I was hoping this would be, like, the the, the kind of the teardown, right? Like, I want to know what's inside this thing. Yeah. I want to know specifically the specs of the uh, cartridges, right? I want to know what's, what, what's in those. <laughs> what's in there? So one thing I do know, it's got expandable memory. So you get a 32 gig SD card, micro SD in the box. Yeah, you can go pick up 128 gig for like 20 quid or something now. It's nothing. Yeah, so it's worth doing if you're going to be buying a lot of digital games. That's a lot better than having um, yeah, having non-expandable memory. Yeah, there's also no mention of um, like standard model or pro model, which was floating around for a while back there. A few months ago, I think. I think it was retailers were saying like there's a standard model with like 32 gig memory and a controller or something, and then there's like a pro model with 
better memory and maybe an extra set of Joy-Cons or something. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, there's no mention of that. Um, they didn't mention literally everything else, though. Like, except for the stuff that I wanted, which was, like, internal specs. Like, I kind of want to know... <laughs> I want to know what's in there. I, I mean, 3D Rumble, great, but like, <laughs> what makes that work? Tell me. Show off your tech. Oh, well, I've just. Um... So, what do you think of the Nintendo Switch online service, which is going to be a paid service? Yeah. From f- full. Well, I mean, it's free, isn't it? Until, f- yeah, full, which doesn't really mean anything. That could be literally <laughs> any time in the arse end of, of this year. Um, so I've just looked on the website. Here's what it gives you. If you're a non-subscriber, you get access to the eShop. You can register and manage friends. Hopefully not with a stupidly long numbers. Yeah, you need a username, right? Because the Nintendo ID was so fucking stupid. Yeah, it used to be even worse when it was just like a specific friend ID per game. Yeah. On the Wii and the... DS. Um, you can share screenshots to social media, and oh yeah, they added a specific button for that, like the other. Yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't on the original Switch announcement. No, that button that was a new button I saw, and you can access parental controls. Um, if you're a subscriber, you get exclusive deals, <sighs> online lobby and voice chat, yeah. online gaming, uh, and monthly game download. Oh, so this Mon- is... Monthly plus. game download. Not quite. This sounds very interesting. Subscribers will get to download and play a Nintendo Entertainment System or Super Nintendo Entertainment System game, open parentheses, with newly added online play, close parentheses, for free for a month. Alright, wait, so, you lost me there. So if you're a subscriber, you get a NES or SNES game for a month. With added, newly added online play? So they're adding online play? I wonder if that's a mistranslation. To the NES or SNES? That, yeah, I, that's probably a mistranslation, right? They're not adding netcodes to NES and SNES games. <laughs> like, they what? could. They could, but why would they? No, no, they could, as in not adding it to the game, but adding in, like, uh, if someone's in your lobby, one will be player one, will be player two. And as far as the game knows, oh, okay. you're, you're controller one, you're controller two. Yeah, it's not adding netcode to the game, it's adding netcode to the emulator and just faking oh. the input. So the game's not any different. The game just thinks that one person's in one port, one person's in the other port. So we could play Contra with each other from the other side of the country. <laughs> What a world we live in. I'm actually good at Contra. Um, yeah. It's been done before, like this kind of adding online play to emulators. Didn't... Like, you, you can play Goldeneye on the N64 online with the right emulator and setup and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to do that, actually. Now you said that. I want to go on an odd yeah. job, everyone, just to be a prick about it. Um, so how cool was that, like adding online play to... That is really cool. One of the other things they said that they kind of just, like brushed over completely was the uh oh what did they I didn't write it down. I don't know what they called it. I think they called it like gaming appointments or something. Yeah, so it's like I can invite you to play Contra at three PM on Sunday. Yeah, which is great because like tomorrow at two PM on PlayStation Four I'm gonna play my pen power Overwatch. 
like it's nice to just have that set up <laughs> so that like the console is just going to go like oh yo yo you got a game to to play you're in the lobby i've set it up already just you know i'm surprised no other games do that because all the xbox and psn and steam they just are like very instant like hey i'm playing this do you want to join me now it's not like hey i want to play this over the weekend do you want to join me now like me and my friend, he started playing Battlefield 1. I said, oh, I'll play with you. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm free the weekend. We can do a few hours at the weekend. So I just got rely on Facebook Messenger to say, hey, you're free now. Hey, when do you want to go on? Yeah, you've got to nail them down. That's the hard bit. Yeah, um, tell me about it. But yeah, I'm actually having quite a fun time playing because I'm now playing Overwatch on two different platforms. Um, <laughs> turns out on console, it's piss easy. <laughs> it is. I remember playing... Uh, I think Call of Duty 4 on the Xbox 360. Okay. That was my first first-person shooter on a console. Wow. And I, I played it like four months after it came out, because so I was like level zero, and everyone was like level prestige 20 or whatever it is. Yeah. And they said, oh, I, I remember because that was back, I think that was like the borderline days of when you used to be able to talk to people online. And when I started just being offensive little 12 year olds yeah so I was on this team with these guys and he goes oh you're very new uh, you're going to be shit just stand behind me and I end up like being like top killer of the game and get level up, like three levels that's it because I've been playing it on the PC anyway so I knew the levels I knew the gameplay it's it's. Uh, I don't know if it was the same back then but this kind of really annoys me is that I've jumped into Overwatch on PS4 right like I've got mm-hmm. I've got the things you're talking about like I know the levels I know the character that I'm playing and what they can do I know how to deal with the other characters and it, all that shit what I dislike is that it's like oh your aim is a little bit off let me fix that for you <laughs> oh you've got the auto aim thing haven't you yeah because it's on console and otherwise no one would ever yeah. hit anything ever <laughs> because it takes a million years to aim um, see I saw that coming and I was like right I'm going to play uh, Diva, which is one of the tanks, uh, and her weapons have damage spread, so they kind of spread out in a little, very tight cone from from the tip of her gun. Um, so that was my whole plan. Is like, right, I'm going to deal with my lack of accuracy with a controller by playing one of these sort of like scatter shot things, uh, and it turns out it's just going to aim for me anyway. So you know, fuck skill, I guess. <laughs> I'm actually looking into buying one of those uh, adapters so I can run a mouse and keyboard on PS4 and just like immediately get dumped into Grandmaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl. Well, I'm only, I was only a few points off of uh, Platinum on PC, which is quite nice. Mm, I think I've, I've like debating whether to get the game so I can play with you. You can play with me. I mean, you've just got Team Fortress, so I'm, I want to play that with you first. Yeah, we should play that. Yeah, it's hard enough to get you to so, play one game, let alone two. <laughs> yeah, we'll play Team Fortress at some point. So there's this game called Snipperclips. <laughs> Snipperclips okay. on uh, Wii U, which um, it wasn't shown in the event, but it's on their website. It's be twenty dollars, and it's about it's a Snipperclips cut it out together. So it's just like paper crafting game where you cut paper characters into new shapes to solve puzzles with friends okay 
So cut paper characters into new shapes to solve dynamic puzzles and play activities in a wonderfully creative and imaginative world. Work together with friends to cut paper characters into new shapes and you can be cooperative or not. Yeah. No, I don't know. It, I mean, that sounds pretty cool to me. It depends on like... It's very cute and very Nintendo-y. Yeah, I, mean, I don't necessarily mind that. Like, it's... um. It's very like it's like Nintendo style, isn't it? Um, Nintendo, like Nintendo, is what the place where I don't mind games like looking in, sort of weird or like in any you know like a sort of non-traditional style, if that makes sense. Like if I mm-hmm. if I'm playing a game on PC, I think like right, I have the beef to like send this game into the fucking sun, like. <laughs> You know, I expect PC games to be developed like a standard that matches that, where they can be super shiny and stuff. Uh, but on Nintendo platforms, the gameplay has always shine through, regardless. So, like, yeah, they look, you know, cool, stylized, nice, pretty. Um, that game sounds... Mechanically, it sounds fun. I'm not going to look it up because I've been doing nothing but look at game news all morning. <laughs> it's, it reminds me of when I used to try and do that fucking blog. Oh, yeah, I remember that. There was a reason I stopped doing it and it's because it's more fun to play games than it is and read about them and write about them. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about Switch, um, going back to that, yeah, click. Um, it's got USB-C. It's quite nice. Yes, I noted that it's got USB-C, very nice. It's got USB-C and micro SD, so it's using these very open formats that make things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, battery life, up to six hours, no, more than six hours. Well, that's not what they um, said, is it? They said between two and six, uh, two and a half and six hours. Two and a half, six hours. So battery life can last more than six hours. For Breath of the Wild, Zelda, for example, it can be played for roughly three hours. Mm-hmm. So if Zelda can be three hours, I don't. That's not. It's not too bad. Yeah, I don't think they're marketing this as a thing that you you know take all over the place and play out all day or whatever. This is a thing that like you either play for a couple, you play like a party game with your friends or something while it's in portable mode, or like you play it on the bus while you're going somewhere. I don't think it's like a a thing that they want you to be in the portable mode for like extended periods of time. And like it's definitely mm. going to be a worse experience. I say worse, like it's going to be you know not as good an experience as as having it docked to your TV uh, while it's in portable mode, right? Like it just isn't because it's just not as good that way. Like when you're at home, you've got access to the the pro pad and like a big nice TV and a sofa and shit. It's, it's going to be better. Um, I don't know how much do you think. I mean, you travel a lot more than me. You'd be more likely to take this thing on a plane, right? Yeah. Um, for me personally, I don't see it. Uh, if, if I was I, traveling, for example, to Europe, somewhere in Europe, three hours is good enough battery life to do. If I'm traveling to Japan, that's like 14, 13 hour flight or whatever, or like somewhere long haul, um, but three hours. Isn't enough. That really, USB-C, but... though, is enough to keep it powered as long as you've got a power source there. Exactly. A lot of planes have USB powering now, or if they don't, I've <clears> got to 
beastly battery pack that can do the job. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I don't see, like, if I did own one, I don't see me, like, ever using the the portable aspect of it. Um, I just don't, I don't, like, partake in games that way. Um, if I do, because, like, I can't, when I'm travelling on a bus or on an aeroplane or something, I, I took my DS once, a <laughs> plane to Amsterdam. I can't do it. It's the same as, like, for some reason I can do it with books, but I can't do it with, like, moving images or whatever. It makes me feel sick. Like, sick to my stomach. So, yeah, I don't think I'd... Yeah, that's understandable. I don't think I'd use that part of it. There we go. I think that's the end. Kampai. <laughs> <laughs>